BAC Zone Studios. This is 97.5-1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Turn to the experts. Carrier. Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by... Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your Tuesday. We are here at one of our very favorite places. We're at the Dish Professionals, hanging out with Ryan and the gang. Give them a call, 801-424-DISH. Or uh, come by and see us. We're, we're at their showroom. It's basically 80th South and State. Really easy to get to. Come in and, and see what uh, they'll give you a test drive on, on everything they've got going. They'll help you out with programming. They'll show you about all the cool features we'll be talking about throughout the show. And their customer service uh, can't be beat. Gordon, you and I have been doing business not, to, not just as a station, of course, but uh, in our personal lives. We're both clients of the Dish Professionals and have both had uh, great experiences. We have. And uh, if you watch TV, which most of us do, in one way or another, then you want the best service you can get, right? And they, uh, Dish has done a lot of really cool stuff to, to integrate, like, your whole life. Like the Google <laughs> Assistant and, you know, they have apps for Netflix and uh, those sorts of things. It just makes uh, life super easy, and it's it's right there at a touch of a button, and they'll show it to you uh, if you drop by and see them in person. Or, of course, you can call them at one four two four dish Another incentive to drop by, Gordon, we have jazz gear. We have we a bunch of jazz gear. We have some really cool shirts, a variety of shirts, hats while they last. We have the desk ornaments as well. So a lot of reasons to come see us here at 80th South and State Street. You know, the cool thing about that is every day we have different stuff. Yeah, we have a really good variety, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So we got some good stuff today. So, yeah. We're very busy on the show. We're going to be talking a lot of college football, of course, with another big weekend uh, on the horizon. A lot of drama going on at uh, the University of Southern California. Uh, so we're going to be talking to uh, Jordan Moore, who's a broadcaster for USC. He's going to join the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Drama, as always, going along with USC. But then uh, we're going to see locally the Trojans two weeks in a row. Gordon, down in Provo uh, this upcoming week. And then the Utes are going to take on uh, USC in Los Angeles uh, a week from Saturday. So a lot to talk about with the Trojans. Yeah, I kind of like it. I kind of like being able to study a team and, uh, you know, go over it and see what happens with BYU. And then, obviously, it's a huge game with the Utes. So, you know, the opener in the Pac-12, and and we'll see if Andy Ludwig and Kyle Whittingham have been holding back a little bit with that offense. 
And if there are, it sounds funny to say it that way because, you know, we know they put full effort in every single week, Jake. Every single week. Do they now? You don't take anything for granted, right? Especially when you are really challenged the way the Utes will be this week against the Bengals. Really challenged. <laughs> uh, the Utes couldn't lose this game on Saturday if they had to run backwards. Uh, you know when your cohort there at the Trib who covers the Utes, Gordon, Kurt Cragthorpe, when he's doing a deep dive on Kyle Whittingham's coaching history with the Bengals, that the, the immediate storylines are not exactly robust. <laughs> well, that is where Kyle Whittingham got his coaching It start. is, right. But, I mean, let's say if Idaho State were, you know, Washington, right? Uh-huh. I, I don't know if Kurt's doing, you know, deep background on Witt's coaching history. He would be if it started at Washington. I don't know because there's just more important, you know, things to no, the game. I think that's interesting. I think that's oh, a, I'm not saying it's not interesting. It I'm would just be, saying it would be interesting if it were Washington. I would want to know about the connection. Okay, so I'm just shooting down what you said. Yeah, I can see that. I, I don't agree <laughs> with you, as usual. Uh, but yeah, I, I think if there were more important, you know, things pertaining to say, I don't know, the game. <laughs> That he would be Come writing on. about that. No, the game's just a launching point for all kinds of other interesting aspects of everything that's going on. Right, and there's nothing else interesting about Idaho State. Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That part of it's true, but it would. I think he would write that same story, whether no matter who the opponent was. It's not an indication that there's nothing else to write about, although there's nothing else to write about. Because, as I said... The Utes could play that game with their eyes closed and win it. It's not exactly what I said. Well, but I mean, the not- Utes could play that game with uh, and blow one of their toes off and win that game. I get it. Everybody over there at the trip can't write a love letter to USC, <laughs> so they got to find other things to to write about. But you know. Are you know, you I'm, thinking, you... I'm thinking the Utes could play that game with each one of them with a 10-pound weight around their neck and still win it. They could, the Utes could play that game with Mr. T's gold chains around their necks and win that game. I'm sounding like Jeff Foxworthy also. <laughs> How so? Uh, either you get it or you don't. <laughs> you might be a redneck if. Yeah. <laughs> That's not really what you're doing, though. It's kind of. You know, the Utes, uh, they could uh, they could play that game with the wrong shoe on each one of their feet and still win. Maybe Kurt should have written about that. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I think the Utes could win that game if they had to drag a tire behind them each one of them they could win that game don't have a real high opinion of the Bengals do you the Utes could play that game and each one of them wearing boxing gloves and they would win uh, we're, we're going to talk to Bowler at the top of the 5 o'clock hour as Chris <laughs> Bowler Jack will make his weekly am appearance am I wearing you out no, no, no. I'm, I'm letting you do your thing I just uh, after the Utes could play that game with sunglasses on and win well, Jim McMahon played lots of games with sunglasses on. He was pretty good. He didn't play with sunglasses. He just had the shield. Well, yeah. What's the difference? I'm saying actual glasses. How would that make it harder? Because it's, you know, under the helmet. 
That would be a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, Solomon's father, Curtis Enos, played with glasses. <laughs> the Utes could play that game and, uh, and wear uh, uh, fedoras. Instead of helmets? <laughs> I don't know. There's just no way the Utes can lose that game. No freaking way. All right, so uh, that's what's on tap today. Talk a lot of college football. Then Bowler joins us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. And, of course, we're live at the Dish Professionals. Come join us 80th South and State Street. Should we talk about the uh, – should we get into the split story and we'll get into the Cougs v. the Trojans? You know, the Utes could win that game against Idaho State if I took a, a socket wrench and swung it as hard as I could at each one of their knees. That's Why do you have to get so violent? With that, uh, going a little Tanya Harding. Yeah, that, a little bit. Uh, we also want to say a big thanks, as always, to our friends, uh, the title sponsor of the big show at Mountain America Credit Union. Get 0% interest on all purchases through May of 2020 with a new Mountain America credit card. For details, visit macu.com or call 1 800 748 4302. The Utes could beat the Bengals if each one of them were required to have a parrot on his shoulder. I don't know if that parrot would stay there. <laughs> Because they can, not. you know, fly. <laughs> can parrots fly? I mean, do they, are they aviators? Yes, parrots can fly. Okay. I'm not penguins. Parrots were <laughs> one of those birds that, you know, just sort of had feathers, but not really very, you know, adept at flying. Let's get to the split story of the day. Austin, <laughs> uh, back at our carrier studios at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Austin, hit it. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. Yeah, Slovis, he's an impressive kid. Good composure. Watched him last uh, on the film and just uh, I think he he has yeah, he's poised and, and made some really tough throws and obviously was really effective. I think his twenty for thirty-three and 377 yards so that that's uh he has some really good weapons around him but i thought he showed some really good maturity and poise in the pocket and was able to throw the ball uh, with good timing all right that was uh kalani sataki as byu gets ready for usc usc coming off a big time win we talked about it a little bit yesterday over stanford gordon you wrote a column today i did about keaton slovis and uh He's good. I've only seen him play once, and I, maybe it was just like a fluke. But I think St- Stanford is better than your average team, and the U- and the uh, the Trojans just absolutely crushed them. Fell behind early, were trailing by two touchdowns, and just fired back and outscored them forty-two to three down the stretch. And a lot of it had to do with that quarterback dealing. He was dealing and. You know, in week one against Fresno State, they really didn't look all that formidable. And uh, and now suddenly they look pretty darn good. So we'll see if that was just a fluke. But I have a feeling it wasn't. Now, is it because, and I'm just throwing out an open-ended question here, because I don't think we know because we've only seen him for a game. But he has the best wide receiver, the group of wide receivers. You're Kalani talking about his weapons, maybe in the country. I mean, if not the best group of receivers in the country, he's top three, top five. So if you're BYU, what are you more worried about? Are you more worried about the quarterback or are you more, more worried about the weapons? And we, this gets back to a discussion that seems like we have a lot. 
You know, is it the quarterback that makes the others better, or is it the others that makes the quarterback better? Well, it's both. And but I, as I went and watched that game, he was putting the ball out there for those guys to go get. You know, that thirty-nine yard touchdown pass he threw was a thing of beauty. That was really well done. And uh, on many of the other throws, yeah, you're right, Jake. He was just laying it out there, and those guys were climbing up and getting it. So if I were BYU, this is exactly what i do, Gordon. And, and I don't know if they have the personnel to do it, which is going to make it run. No, they, okay, there's not a chance BYU is going to be able to guard those receivers for longer than a couple of seconds. I mean, it's just it's not, it's not going to happen. I don't so think there are blitz. I, I think you have to make the 18-year-old uncomfortable, and he's going to make 18-year-old mistakes. And if you let him sit back out, you let him sit back there and and pick you apart. Like with Utah, I was shocked that they they did not put more people in the box and did not try and create more havoc up front because I felt like that was something they could do. Instead, they kind of took the more Bronco approach where we're mm-hmm. going to keep everybody in front of us. Well, I don't think that that is going to be possible against USC. You could play it as conservative as you like, and those those right those top three receivers that you USC would be wide receiver number one at pretty much any other school in the entire country. So I don't care if BYU dropped all eleven into coverage. I don't think they're going to be able to guard those folks. I think that they're going to have to dial up the pressures, and I think they're going to have to put the heat. If I had to bet on rattling a quarterback or covering those receivers, which I was going to have more success at, I'd absolutely go with putting pressure on the quarterback. Well, that's a great point because Slovis looked awfully comfortable against Stanford. I mean, he was back there just picking out what he wanted to do and didn't look uh, out of sorts at all. The question is, though, if you do commit more resources to pressuring him, then that's going to leave somebody open. Yeah, but if that somebody's going to be open regardless, I guess that's yeah. my point. <laughs> yeah. it's, a good, it's a good point. It's a good point, and I've always been of that uh, mindset that the best way to disrupt a uh, passing attack, and that's what Graham Harrell wants to do there anyway, much to your displeasure, but uh, that is an air raid offense. That's what they're trying to do, and so you have to disrupt it somehow, and I think the best way to do that is to hurry the quarterback up. Yep. I mean, it's one thing if you've got Ty Detmer back there, you know, and he's a veteran and can look around. And he knows where to take the ball when, when, when need be, but when you're an 18-year-old freshman, maybe you will make some mistakes if you uh, if you press the issue, so yeah, I agree with you, Jake. I'm surprised more more coaches don't do that. I know it's easier to say it than it is to have your job on the line and right. doing it, and then you get burned, and next thing you know, you got an 85 yard touchdown. Yeah. So I mean that that is a possibility when you uh, overcook it a little bit. Well, I think it's easy to look at the weapons and go, boy, we have to game plan for all these guys. But I don't think that even game planning. Listen, Utah or excuse me, BYU is not going to have Deion Sanders pop up at quarterback tomorrow. And I think Diane does a does a good job on the outside, and I think they have some players with some talent. But I think that USC is a different animal. I think they're a different animal than Utah, and they played way conservative off Utah's receivers. So I, I think it's easy to steer that way where you're like, okay, we've got a plan for all these guys. But I don't think that's going to work. Mm-hmm. I think what would work is rattling a freshman's cage. But BYU's pass rush is it was a big question mark going into this season, Gordon. We've, well, think we've been worried they, about that all offseason yeah. for them. Well, they lost Taki Taki, and they lost uh, Corbin Kafusi. Right. 
And those were their two most effective pass rushers. And I didn't think they did a good job pressuring Tyler Huntley. And in the Tennessee game, quarterback pressure wasn't wasn't a big storyline in that game either. Yeah, the quarterback was fairly ineffective uh, one way or the other. I thought it was a little better, but it's not something we let off, you know, Monday's show with. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, so pressure the quarterback. Make him make decisions. That's that's a terrific idea. But the kid seems pretty calm. He seems pretty collected, pretty smart. And uh, as one of his coaches called him, fearless. So for an 18-year-old kid, and he was coached by Kurt Warner. I mean, he, he probably, when you have an all-pro quarterback teaching you the game, maybe that speeds up your process a little more. But this Slovis kid wasn't even really heavily recruited. The only other offer he got in the Pac-12 was from Oregon State. He had to send out videos of himself just to get try to get some. I think North Carolina State might have been interested in him. A few uh, smattering of teams around the country. But this is, I think he impressed a lot of people. He came and he left high school early and went to play in spring ball. And then uh, through fall camp, he obviously impressed the coaches and some of the players by moving up to uh, the backup position at SC. And so they must have been seeing something in him. And afterward, after the Stanford game, you know, the USC coach said, well, we told you so. We told you. We told you watch out for this kid. And so, yeah, is he the real deal? I I think it it would be in BYU and Utah's best interest to discover that for themselves. See, I think we said some similar stuff about Zach Wilson after last year, but I thought he made young player mistakes against Utah mm-hmm. when they dialed it up a little bit yeah. in, in game number one. I, college football, you, you talk to any quarterback who makes that transition, right, Gordon, and they just talk about what the game is so much faster. Right. I, I don't think any, any coaching from Kurt Warner would necessarily change that. And so yep. now with, a, with a, a team that has a chance to see him on film and game plan against him, I, I'm just saying, and, and maybe he turns out to be great, and you could even say likely he turns out to be great, and, and I probably won't disagree with you, but I think game number one, I would, or game number two of him starting, I would still bet on him being 18 and doing what 18-year-olds do, and that's make mistakes because they haven't seen these situations before. I wonder if... Him playing against the caliber of athletes that the Trojans have. I don't think anybody has said that the Trojans are going to have a great defense this year. And they look somewhat vulnerable early in the game against Stanford. But then things stiffened on their end, uh, you know, as the game wore on. And they played much better defensively. But this kid's going up against that caliber of athlete every day in practice. Thing was, he wasn't getting the reps. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, he got him last week. And so he's he's used to going up against high-caliber athletes. And that's one thing that USC always has. It usually is a matter of how well organized they are, depending, uh, which is uh, their winning depends on that more than it does. Uh, oh, they don't have anybody in the stable down there in Troy. And yeah, they almost always do. So he's going up against tough athletes every day. So the speed you're talking about, Getting used to it, uh, I think he he may already be used to it. Maybe I don't think we know. And, and I, I don't, don't know think, whether I don't are think they practicing him in practice. Right, <laughs> I don't think practice and game are the same thing. Yeah. But or else, I mean, Utah's quarterbacks have been going up against Utah's defense for years, and you know, 
they're still vulnerable to to other great defenses across the country. Well, I'm sure that Kyle Whittingham and company are going to keep their eye eyes peeled on that SCBYU game and uh, probably already are game planning for SC, although they would never say that publicly. But, you know, the Bengals, the Bengals couldn't beat the Utes if the Utes coaching staff didn't even mention Idaho State this week. They were just talking solely about the Trojans. We are live at the Dish Professionals. Apparently we're <laughs> going to go down this road again. The, the, the Bengals couldn't beat the Utes, Jake, if they had anchors tied around their waist. Ask Ryan. He'll agree with me on this. Of course, you can always call the Dish Professionals, 801-424-DISH. But joining us now, of course, he's our good friend, Ryan. And, uh, Ryan, we, we talk a lot about uh, calls, and we want our listeners to call and get set up, and we'll go through a lot of the great features. But uh, when we come see this showroom, we want to encourage our listeners to come down and check it out for themselves. Take a, take a little test drive, you know. Get, yeah, figure out in person uh, what, what, uh, how your life can change. It is. It's uh, definitely something that you know we've been pushing a lot of the past uh, couple months is we've got a new new office new showroom and uh we've we're we're set up as a showroom for dish so if your dish doesn't have uh retail stores so they use premier retailers and um the best part is is people walk in the door we that's when we start having fun because we can show them all the cool stuff that the receiver does and how fast it is and how easy it is to operate and uh dish is just constantly been innovating and and it's just gotten fun to sell the service and not only as a as a premier retailer can you show everybody what's going on and they can come down to the showroom and check it out but you also will guarantee the best price out there i mean if you come and and go through the dish professionals you're going to be paying less than you will anywhere else and that includes you know the 800 numbers yeah that's uh that's truly the the pitch that we put is we guarantee the best price um you know it used to be we used to get people to call and, well, you know, you're the first call and they'd want to call around to see, you know, what are the prices. And I flat out guarantee it. We're the best price and uh, we'll, we'll get you set up with the, with the best deal. And uh, even if you get a flyer or an offer with a fantastic uh, little extra on there, call us. Don't call the 800 number. Call us and, uh, you know, we'll get you set up. And you're going to love what the voice remote can do. You have the voice remote. Do you like this thing or what? Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Gordon, you switched, uh, well, I guess it's several months ago now. But mm-hmm. uh, you're into the, the voice remote. Do you even oh, hit yeah. the buttons anymore? Uh, sometimes I do. But, man, it sure is handy. I, and here's the thing about it. I usually memorize where the stations are. Mm-hmm. Now I just give it the voice command and boom, it's there. Yeah. You say ESPN, it'll bring yeah. up the channel. You say uh, Fox Sports 1, there it is, you know, Pac-12. You just, and the cool thing is you just say University of Utah or BYU, and it'll find find the games for you. Um, along with they have the Game Finder app, you've got uh, the biggest DVR in the market, it's twice as big as the nearest competitor as far as storage, and then it's got 16 tuners. And I think uh, uh, we had some interesting questions that people look at us and go, what's a tuner? Well, that allows you to watch 16 shows at once, and it sounds like overkill, but Dish added that sports bar mode in where you can have four different channels at once. So Saturday afternoon, you personally could be recording one game, watching four different games. Your two kids could be watching two shows. Your wife could be watching and recording a different show, and you still have a handful of tuners left over, and that's the point is 
you don't have to worry about it anymore. The days of me yelling at my roommate in the other room for changing the channel and <laughs> changing it on me, those are long gone. Yep. That was a that was a long time ago, but nothing got me more aggravated. You're watching something and recording something, and then all of a sudden the roommate wants to watch, you know, Lord knows what, and it's like, hey, uh-uh. knock it off in there. <laughs> now that's a, that's a thing and well since, in the rearview mirror. And since Jake was the landlord. Oh, yeah, they got evicted if they didn't change the channel back. <laughs> PDQ, no longer a problem. Change it right away. Yeah, it's uh, – it's super simple, and now you can take your TV with you with uh, the Dish Anywhere app and the Amazon Fire Stick. And I had a good friend that, uh, big Utah fan, actually shared tickets with him for the games, and he, uh, he goes to, he went to Paris, and uh, he was super bummed because he's, he's on the Pac-12 network, and I just reminded him, oh, he has Dish, and I'm like, just take a Fire Stick. He goes, will it work? I'm like, yeah, it'll work. And uh, I haven't talked to him since he went, but he was super stoked that, in Paris or on the other side of the world, you, watch again. you can watch everything you can watch on your couch, and it works on a big screen television in a hotel room. That's amazingly convenient. That's It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. All right, 801-424-DISH, of course, is the number. But, again, we want to encourage you. Come down, check out the showroom, 80th South and State. We have jazz gear for you, and you can find out all these great features uh, that we're talking about. Ryan, we appreciate you. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. In game promotions. You have one for BYU and USC. It's clear what they need to do, and you will agree completely. You take two guys, you put them on the hash marks, and you give them each one thing, and they see how far they can throw it. And that one thing is it's a, a shoe. shoe. <laughs> I'm in. I'd watch that. The place would go nuts. I would totally watch that. <laughs> they need to do this, and they need to do it Saturday. I completely agree. <laughs> 100%. Catch DJ and and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go town! Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Zone, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live from the Dish Professionals. 80th South and State, come grab some jazz gear. Just had a listener come through the door and grab a hat. We have t-shirts for you as well. Uh, Come check out the great product the Dish Professionals has to offer as well. 80th South and State, or give them a call, 801-424-DISH. It is a Total Request Tuesday, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Austin uh, came up with a fun idea for this uh, for Total Request Tuesday today. Uh, what are some songs or bands that immediately make you think of high school? Because uh, Austin uh, linked a tweet, by the way, Green Day, Fall Out Boy, and Weezer are going out on tour together, and apparently that makes Austin think of, uh, of high school. You know what so- makes me think of high school? Beethoven's Fifth. 
Nice, Gordon. Wow. <laughs> very funny. I, I, oh, very self-deprecating. Uh, How about you? Uh, you know what? Austin actually, in a completely unrelated matter, t- uh, tweeted out a link to a City Weekly article about uh, this is the anniversary of when Rage Against the Machine invaded Spanish Fork. And it caused a big public uproar. I don't know if you remember this, Gordon, but I they, don't. they accidentally booked Rage Against the Machine for like a, a concert festival kind of thing. And uh, they didn't know really who they were booking. And that was kind of a uh, hard edge band at the time. But I remember that concert. And I didn't go to it myself. And I always kind of kicked myself for not going. Had a bunch of friends who went and whatever. But uh, the whole town of Spanish Fork like freaked out and shut Why? down. Why? Because they thought that uh, the the crowd attracted by Rage Against the Machine at the time would be, uh, you know. It's a freaking concert. Right? Couldn't agree with you more. And by the way, nothing really, you know, the, the, the panic was for well, nothing. Did they think was Woodstock was going to be recreated? I don't, I don't know exactly what the deal was. but uh, People worry about the weirdest things sometimes. It's crazy. Well, and I... You know, Spanish Fork was maybe a little bit smaller town-esque than it is now. Not quite as connected with the Wasatch Front. Maybe they were freaking out about it's all the... It's a concert. It's not a, It's not like a... <laughs> well, I'm not going to defend well, the people freaking think, out about it, well, Gordon, they, but it did exist. But did, did, they, did they think that the band was going to come in and carry all their children away? They, they went, the, there were people buying extra <laughs> help. There were people bringing in dogs from their neighbors up north oh, in Idaho. On. It was like real-life footloose. Freaking out about Rage Against the Machine coming to town. So, and, and it's even more hilarious that they accidentally booked them. <laughs> My bad. Didn't know what they My were bad. getting themselves into. And then when they figured it out, they completely overreacted. <laughs> we thought it was a gospel choir. So that would be my answer. That that reminds me of high school because that was right when I was in high school, and I remember all that. Mm. I definitely had friends that uh, that went down to to see the show. So Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine. You much of a Rage fan, Gordon? Not really. I mean, see, here's the thing: people like different kinds of music, and it's okay. I don't have to like them. To to if, if I don't like them, I don't have to protest them. It's true. I think they were a little more concerned about uh, what kind of, you know, group or what kind of um, crowd they were attracting down there. They were coming for a concert. Did they think they were going to take over the town and stay there for a month? But you could at least acknowledge that uh, Celine Dion and Ozzy Osbourne attract (laughs) different types of crowds, right? Can we, no. at least, can we at least acknowledge Maybe, that, but the, I mean, are you suggesting that the, the fans of Rage Against the Machine are a bunch of criminals? No, but they do have a little bit of a harder edge than, say, uh, a, a, a Kenny Chesney concert. Yeah, but as long as, so, they, uh, as long as they obey the law, then, then let them come and watch the concert, I, and then they're going to leave afterward. I think they were a little worried about laws not being obeyed. I uh, think that's exactly well, why, the for, point. For three hours? I'm not going to defend. Don't make me defend these people. But I know. I just, I just, I don't know what to say about that. But it's funny. Austin tweeted that out, and it's the anniversary because I, I absolutely remember that. How when long I was in ago high was that now? Ninety six. Wow. All right. So uh, let us know what what band or on a total request Tuesday, what song, what band reminds you of uh, of high school? Austin excited for uh, Green Day, Weezer, and uh, who was the other one? Austin. Uh, Green Day, Weezer, and Fall Out Boy. 
There you Fallout go. Fallout Boy. So let us know. You can tweet at Austin Horton, at Jake Scott Zone, at Gordon Monson. I've been working in the workforce for about 30 years uh, when that was going 35 years when that was going on. Oh, well, it's okay. Enough self-deprecation on I'm, I'm that sure old. The tri- I'm sure the Tribune covered it heavily. Uh, I'm surprised you, you don't remember. What, uh, give us an example. What's a, what's a song from high school? What do you remember? What uh, specifically brings up high school memories for you? Oh, man, all kinds of stuff. Uh, every kind of... Uh, <laughs> the Righteous Brothers? Unchained Melody? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, that was a little bit before my high school time, but uh, Marvin Gaye, sure, Marvin Gaye. Uh, you know, Motown was big back in the day. Uh, what else? Uh, um, Leonard Skinner, Freebird. I told you that, that was one of <laughs> the Glenn Miller band. <laughs> no, no, it was all rock and roll back then. This Andy Griffith show? Did watch a little Andy Griffith back in the day. Did you? Yeah. It wasn't my favorite show. It was Bowler's favorite, not my favorite. But. Bowler's going to be in the house, top of the 5 o'clock hour, by the way. He's going to be spending the 5 o'clock hour with us down here at the Dish Professionals, 80th South and uh, State Street. You know, you know what show I liked uh, back in, in the day was Bonanza. Have you ever seen an episode of Bonanza? It was on Nick at Night when I was a little, little kid, but yeah. I I don't think I'd remember a, a plot line I if still you pressed me on it. I still remember the episode where Hoss was dressed up as Easter Bunny, and uh, he got uh, tangled up with some outlaws, and so he started lobbing Easter eggs at them. Yeah. Sounds like a wonderful show. Uh, Michael Landon said that... Uh, the Ponderosa was the only place where 30-year-old men had to ask their Paul before they could go into town. Why, they're still living with their parents? <laughs> Jake, they all lived at the Ponderosa. Little Joe. The, the and- steakhouse Ponderosa? <laughs> Speaking of memory from my childhood. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, well. All right. So they were a lot like millennials then? They're still, still living with their parents? Nice. Yeah. See, no, that's not nice because I don't like millennial jokes. You it know was, that. It was different back then. And I'm not speaking firsthand experience. But back then, you know, the, the kids, the grown kids were helping out around the ranch. You know, they needed help. And so they were ranch hands. Okay. So there was a reason for them to be hanging around. But uh, I don't think they were married. They were just sort of, I don't know. Maybe there was a scarcity of women folk back then. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I'm just picturing Hoss riding out on the range. Well, everybody of my age is laughing right now, Jake. And people of your age listening to this going, what the hell is he talking about? I'm just getting out of the way. Letting you go, buddy. I can't. I can't identify with this. I, I, I remember doing a show at Bowler, and we had a caller called in who did not know who John Wayne was. Now, that's hard for me to believe. I mean, John freaking Wayne. You got to know who John Wayne is, and yet there are people listening to our show right now who don't know who John Wayne was. The soccer player. When's the last time you saw Ned Pepper? <laughs> That's just, I mean, 
I get it. Some generations have gone by, but it's John Wayne. Have you the ever Duke. been to Nacogdoches? <laughs> you gotta know who he is. I tell my kids all the time. You know, my kids are between 21 and 34. I tell them all the time, you gotta know what's gone before you. Educate yourself. I'm not saying that they actually did, but it would be helpful. I don't need to preach to you about this because you're an old soul. No, I, I can appreciate it for sure. Now you identify with it, not always, but appreciate <laughs> it, sure. Okay. But these, memor- these memories of high school and whatnot, it is fun to look back at that time, isn't it? We have, uh, we're live here at the Dish Professionals, and we'll, we'll get into the Utes a little bit uh, coming up right around the corner. Uh, we've got some, the, the Pac-12 network going right now on the TV right in front of us, Gordon. If you want to experience what the Dish Professionals can do for you, come down 80th South and State, and you can always give them a call, 801-424-DISH. I want to also remind you to begin and end any great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save Diamond Airport Parking. Talking more football coming up next, 97. 5 and 1280 of the zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Tyson Williams is the face of the BYU offense. That's not a slight to Zach Wilson. I think he'll still have a great year, but that dude carrying the rock with some of the key grinding yards that he's able to get, that's a really big deal, man. I don't think Tyson Williams is Zach Moss by any means, but he's a dang good back to just have a guy be able to go out there and give you the yards you need time after time and be so steady in that way. What a great get for that program. I thought in that game against Tennessee, the familiarity with playing in such big stadiums and big moments in front of hostile crowds doesn't bother him. You could just kind of tell that he is an experienced, mature back who never really got the opportunity he deserved elsewhere, and now that he's with BYU, it's really starting to shine. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving. Big show, to Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live from the Dish Professionals, 97.5 and 12.80 the zone. This one goes out to our boy Jammer, who wanted peaches by presidents of the United States of America. That's a group. Uh-huh. Oh, did not know that. This reminds me a little bit of high school. Maybe a little bit before high school. But yeah, I remember this song quite well. Did I, did I just commit a faux pas by saying I didn't know who that group was? Is that a little bit like somebody from a different generation saying they didn't know who John Wayne was? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you were a little judgy in the last segment. Uh, but... <laughs> No, I, they were they were kind of a one hit wonder. I'd okay. say that's right. not one of those. Now, if you didn't know who I like, have heard this heard of the song Peaches. If you didn't know who Green Day was per se, maybe that would be a little yeah. bit more along the lines I, I know, of I know. Who Green but Day is. but yes, considering you, you just spent an entire segment <laughs> chastising folks for not knowing your generation, <laughs> then you don't know the presidents of the United States versus 
John Wayne? I, but you, you get what we're saying here. Yeah. You're, you're upset that people don't take the time to get to know your generation. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's just, it, it's just unfathomable. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we've got the Utah Northern Illinois game we replaying do. right in front of us. Yeah, uh, here at the Dish Professionals, and it's it, about as scintillating the second time as it was the first. Well, huh? certainly the the there's what one minute and twenty five seconds left to go in the first quarter. The Utes trail Northern Illinois seven zero. Yeah, the first part of this game was not exactly no. uh, rip roaring for Utah, but actually we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I do, Coach Witt. At halftime, you could tell he probably kicked some butts at oh, halftime. Yeah. There's no doubt. And in the second half, you you really saw a different Utah team. Uh, I don't know if they came out asleep or weren't motivated against Northern Illinois or uh, the the early start time. I don't know. You could come up with a myriad of excuses, but I thought we saw more of the real Utah team in the second half as opposed to the first. Did you know that it's not a myriad? It's myriad? Myriad of mm. different things. Well, yes. I do now. Thank you. I I agree. I mean, the Utes in the second half in both of their games have been absolutely rock solid. And Northern Illinois did play Utah more like I thought BYU was going to play Utah. They were tougher up front. They were uh, tougher against the run. Mm-hmm. And Utah did have more of a difficult time getting the, the run game going. And the, the, the pass game was... Okay, would you call the pass game dynamic in no. the game against Northern Illinois? I wouldn't no, either. No, it was, but it wasn't bad it was either. Yeah, there were some, uh, you know, and I know Austin and uh, some other folks on the station have have been uh, taking a little heat from the Twitterverse about Tyler Huntley and talking about him being inaccurate, and they get uh, they get uh, you know bombarded with QBR and this and that and his completion percentage and those sorts of well, things. Well, that's because Kyle hit that pretty hard. He did hit that pretty hard, and I've seen it retweeted a, a zillion different times. But I do think that Tyler Huntley is going to be required to be dynamic at times this season if the Utes are going to achieve their potential. And I don't think that's a real controversial opinion. He's going to have to be more dynamic than he's been so far this season. And he's got the capability of being exactly that. We've seen it before. Yes, we have. It's not something that we haven't seen Mm -hmm. before. Now, I think that's maybe the disappointment last year with him getting hurt because I think we really started to see it click, and then all of a sudden it was over. You know, just as soon as it begun, almost. And it was kind of disappointing because you really saw it start to work with that guy. Now, this year, he's got a different coaching staff. And he's gotten off to, uh, uh, what what do you think? What's the best word to describe his start in two games? I'd say adequate. Uh, Perfect. He's gotten off to an adequate start. Not the dynamic quarterback we saw in October of Mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. But it's been fine. It's not anything to freak out about. But, but to Austin's point, there, there were some inaccurate throws that were even the completed throws against Northern Illinois. That's just the case with every quarterback. Totally agree. But at some point this year, he's going to have to be dynamic. And to, to, to kind of combine two topics, Gordon, USC, after what they did to Stanford, looks like they're going to be more of a contender in the South than a lot of us gave them credit for at the beginning of the year. And maybe Stanford's fool's gold, and who knows, but I don't think any of us predicted USC really taking it to Stanford like that. I, I agree with that completely. I was surprised, and, uh, and that's the idea behind that offensive philosophy, is to put points on the board. 
And you say, well, of course, every offensive philosophy is to do that. But you take Andy Ludwig versus what uh, SC is doing down there, and it's different approaches. You would expect USC to be explosive, especially now that they have a quarterback that seems capable of really putting the ball out there for his receivers, these gifted receivers you're talking about, to go get. So the question then becomes, okay, you saw what the Trojans did against Stanford. Stanford is a physical defense. I'm not sure they're the speediest group in the world. I think the Utes are quicker than uh, the Cardinal, but uh, they're going to have to be. And I would assume that if SC lives up to its potential, especially playing on their home field, that they would be capable of scoring points against Utah's defense. How many? I don't know. But it certainly could be one of those games you're talking of where Tyler Huntley has to do something uh, beyond handing the ball to Zach Moss because uh, SC's got some pretty good athletes who are going to be able to key on him and maybe take him out. And so not take him out, the game, but I mean uh, limit his effectiveness. And then he, Tyler Huntley's going to have to find those receivers. He's going to have to score points and be more explosive. And I think that's why Kyle Whittingham has been talking about that. He's been complimentary of Tyler Huntley, but he has – under his breath, sort of Popeye style, he's been saying, uh, no, the offense needs to be more explosive. And I think it'll be needed yeah. at some point, and maybe sooner rather than later, depending on how good USC turns out to be. Mm-hmm. All right, we're live at the Dish Professionals, 80th South and State. Of course, their number, 801-424-DISH. Ryan joins us once again. And, uh, Ryan, we want to encourage people to come down and check it out, but one thing that, that people need to see is how the Game Finder app works. For any sports fan, that has been absolutely critical. Yeah, that's a... Uh you know, one of the 17 things that uh, Dish does that uh, nobody else does. And it's cool because how integrated it is. It'll show you if the game's live. It'll show you what the scores are. It's easy to record off of that. Um, it, I haven't used it as much because the voice remote, you know, if you're want, looking for a specific game. But, you know, if you're looking for like, hey, what games are coming up, it's uh, – it's it's simple. It's easy to operate. I like it for watching multiple games at once. Now, if you know a local team's playing, I'm I'm pretty dialed in on it. But mm-hmm. let's say I want to watch some you know something going on in the ACC, something going on in the Big Ten, and something going on in the SEC. I've got it up in front of me, and it tells me where the action is, and you can customize your experience. Will you guys, do me a favor. Review that for our listeners. How do you do that? How do you utilize the technology? So the with the with the Game Finder app, yeah. So the Game Finder app, you just all you do is just hit the menu and it, you go to apps, and it's like 40 apps on on Dish, and uh, one of the first ones is the Game Finder app, and then you can specifically say, you know, I want to see just uh, college football sports. It'll show you just those games, or it'll okay. show you all the games, mm-hmm. um, and then you can from there if it's if it's going to be coming on later, you can. If you select it, it'll it'll ask you if you want to record it, and then you can just record it. And then, you know, what Jake's talking about is with his system, you have the sports bar mode, which is one of those things that Dish has and nobody else has, where, you know, a lot of our listeners have, you know, 60-inch big screen TVs. This works out really well because it'll put in – in a high def, four different channels, not not four different channels. A lot of providers will give you four different games. Mm-hmm. This will give you four different channels. You can go in and spe- specifically pick the games that you want and put them up on your TV. I like the first part, too, because if someone wants to go through and record those games, then they can go back and buzz through those suckers and, and uh, watch them in half the time. Yeah, it's uh, 
it's super the commercial skip i don't know if uh if you've ever used like utilize this jake but you if you the end of a running play if you hit the commercial skip button they're all lined up and they're hiking the ball oh again. i do it all the time <laughs> yeah oh, i do awesome. it all the time yeah it's it's great and even if you get a hurry up offense you just hit the commercial skip and then one back yeah. so it gives you 20 seconds it gives instead you 20 of 30 seconds yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Oh, it's awesome you can you can really skim through a football game in in no time I like the Pac-12 network has that football in 60 where you've got uh, all the games um, and they compact them down to 60 minutes and they cut all of that out for you. And it is literally play after play after play and it packs a whole game in an hour. Wow. And that's a, you know, a cool thing. If you don't have the Pac-12 network, you know, call us. We'll get you set up with that. 801-424-DISH. Just simply come down to the showroom, uh, showroom and check it out for yourself. 80th South and State. We have some jazz gear for you. And, uh, of course, the best customer service in the biz right here at the Dish Professionals. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, guys. All right. Jordan Moore, broadcaster for USC, is going to join us next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, the Zone, and the Zone Sports Network.